Hey guys, welcome to Mind Gold. Um, how are we? I am good. I had like a super sleep. So once a week, I could probably get like one sleep in a week, right? And I try and sleep for as long as I can. So I go to bed at like 8.39 and I sleep until like 7.30 and it's the fucking best. So I just had one of those. So I feel like a million dollars and it's just fucking amazing. I'd highly recommend it. Um, just one of my little habits that I have. I call it Super Sleep Saturdays. Yes, it is normally on a Saturday night. Um, don't judge me. That's what I did last night. It was great. Um, yeah, so fucking last week's episode on Martin Heppel. Amazing. I actually ran into him in the street like a week later. And I was like yelling at him from my car. He was with his son. And we were just yelling back and forth about how great it had, what the episode was and the conversation was. Um, yeah, so fucking love that one. I mean, I love all of them. I love talking to everyone who's on here. Um, but I think for me, because as I explained in that episode, like he had been such an inspiration for me and he had been, um, I guess, like a real driving force behind how I wanted to portray myself, which is just being fucking me, and that he was the person who encouraged that, you know, so if you don't like me, you can kind of blame him, haha, -ha. um, if you don't like me, you're also probably not listening to this, so <clears throat> it's fine. Anyway, so just wanted to say um, how much I gained from that, and I hope you guys did too, um, have gotten some great feedback, so that's awesome. Um, thank you so much. And thanks to everyone who's wearing my mind gold shit. Oh my god, I love it. Every time someone sends me a photo, I'm like, fucking yes. Let's start a fucking cult of people who just want to be awesome. That's my goal for 2020. Um, but today, uh, I have a guest on. His name is Simon. Um, and Simon has a fucking awesome story and I can't wait for him to share it. So there is actually a video that accompanies Simon's story, um, made by Oliver Waghorn, um, and it is on my Facebook page, um, if you want to check it out, it's called Rebuilding Simon, it's a little mini documentary about Simon's life, uh, so far, and it's, it's a bit touching, it's quite amazing, so we're going to get into that, uh, today, which rules, um, so, you know, I'm very interested in subject of addiction, I guess, like both negative and positive addictions, if that's such a thing, and obviously post-traumatic growth, um, how we can use these negative experiences to um, create positive change and to grow and to become more awesome, basically. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to chat about today, which rules. And uh, here he is, all the way from Camberwell, it's Simon. I'm here, it's true. You're here, good morning. <laughs> yeah, good morning to you. Um, thank you so much for joining us. I've been up like an hour. How long have you been up? Like four? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I did, I slept until 7.30 this morning, which was quite nice. Normally I get up. It was fucking excellent. 7.30? You know, it would have been longer, but Graham woke me up because he needed attention, He's which is our standard uh, relationship. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I was just um, organizing this setup, which you complimented me on. Thank you. It's a beautiful um, setup. Yeah, very impressive. Very... Um, High technology going on here. It's there's good. for people that can't see it. There's the microphones. There's the mixer. There's the MacBook. It's all here. It's happening, and we mm. have coffee. We have coffee. Yeah. So I was talking earlier about the video that Ollie made of you. It's incredible. It's isn't it incredible? It's so incredible. So I've been looking at. It. I've seen it. I've lived it. But I've also seen the video for like the past couple months, and we've worked on it together, and um, yeah, it's incredible. He's an he's incredible filmmaker. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He really is. Um, and I think it really, it, I don't know, it really touched me. <laughs> I've had people say that. It's nice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. It's so authentic. And I think, obviously, I mean, I know you. So yeah. I know that it's authentic. But, um, yeah, no, I think it could really resonate with a lot of people. I think it's a really powerful message. 
Do you know what? I don't even know what the message is in some terms. I know that Ollie was really good at um, teasing threads out because we had a lot of discussions about a lot of things. So there's a bunch of different ways you can look at it. But um, I think the way that he's, um, you know, he did some, um, he cleaned up some home movies that were on VHS oh, for I me. Oh, that. Yeah, and he had them on, on file, I guess. And he said, oh, oh can, cool. can, I re- can I use that? The rebuilding of the Lego. As a metaphor, I'm like, oh, you can do whatever you like. I think that's incredible. Um, but he's tied it together really, really nicely into a cohesive story. Yeah. Like, it's incredible, yeah. In case you haven't watched it, um, you can. It's on the Mind Gold Facebook page. It's also on um, Ollie's Instagram. Um, is Ollie RX yet is his handle. Mm. <laughs> um, so basically, it is Simon's story of recovery. Um, from partying, I guess, um, having, I guess, an unhealthy lifestyle, would you say? Yeah, being in a position where um, uh, the party was over by then, but being somewhere you don't want to be and not knowing how to fix it. That's probably how I'd describe it best. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that, 100%. Um, And, I mean, the the story's told through you achieving your first ring muscle-up. Yeah, right on. (laughs) Which can relate. Um, Amazing, amazing. Yeah, you're in there, man. I am in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's got my first ring muscle up in there. But the whole whole thing, I guess it's a metaphor for you rebuilding your life. Yeah. Um, And I guess how fitness helped you to achieve that, which isn't a, a new thing. I mean, there's a lot of stories similar to that, but I think the reason that yours... Um yours really spoke to me is because I think we've been in similar situations. In yeah, we've lives. laughed. We've laughed about it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> we yeah. certainly have. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's why your story really resonates with me. Um, and like for anyone who's been, I guess, at that rock bottom point. Mm. And what I'm really interested in um, is this concept of post-traumatic growth. Mm. And I guess, well, what are your thoughts on that? Oh. My thing is, my thoughts around this are you're in a position, you know, earlier on, if you're partying and you're hanging around with a bunch of people um, and they're all doing the same thing, you're in a community of shitty people. But like you're doing the same thing and you've got community. Um, If you don't want to be doing that anymore, then you have nobody. You've got to figure it out on your own. And there's just days where you just sort of like, I just can't do this anymore. Like I cannot do this on my own. Um, so the growth comes from finding people that are wanting to do the same thing as you, like you used to do. Yeah. But it's hard to find those people. It's really hard to, it's hard to meet a, a normal person on Tinder. Like how are you going to find a, a, gr- a, a supportive, <laughs> a supportive group of people that like help you out and grow in life. But like, yeah, if you can, if you can find that, um, it's, it's way easier. Yeah. yeah, I totally understand this. And I think like that's such a big thing and why it's so hard for people who are in like, I guess those negative points in life. Um, it's like, if you ditch that lifestyle, you ditch like everything, you know, you ditch your community, um, and your whole support network. Yeah. And even if that support network is, you know, a bunch of, uh, like assholes. Yeah. Malcontents, whatever you call yeah, them. Yeah, but whatever, whatever they do, it's like, you know, you have this affinity with them, you do the same stuff, so you have a community. Mm. You know, like, you can have a community in prison. Yeah. <laughs> you know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. People go there for that, I think, 100%. sometimes. Yeah. So, it is really hard, because not only are you ditching these habits, but you've lost your, you've lost your support network. Mm. Um, mm. And even if you are, you know, your support network is actually damaging you. Mm. It's like, how do you leave that and how do you find another? Yeah, you're not leaving the habits. You're leaving your support network. Yeah. I mean, it just so happens that that support network all does the same sort of stuff. Whether it's going out to the same clubs or whatever, that's your support network. And once that's gone, that's hard, man. That's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, you need to have those people in your life who get you and whether they get the fact that you want to smoke crack out of a light bulb yes whether they get the fact that you're obsessed with getting a ring muscle up (laughs) yeah this is true they get you this is true yeah it's fucking hard yeah but i mean not only have you found fitness but you're becoming a doctor which is that's the long-term goal epic yeah tell me about that okay 
Um, so that's been a dream of mine since I've been about 17. Um, and I got an interview for that and it didn't pan out. So when you were a teenager? Yeah, when I finished high school, I did quite well. Got an interview for it. Didn't really have, I was socially inept. Didn't really know the questions they were asking and stuff like that. So I didn't get in. And I just sort of let that die, let that dream die. And, um, you know, I went through university and I got a degree and I got a couple half degrees and stuff like that. So what did you end up studying? Um, so I started with a bachelor of biomedical science, Yeah. didn't finish it, didn't know where I wanted to go with it, which I think is kind of normal for you know, kids in their twenties and stuff like that. Um, and then later on I tried to pull, you know, my life back together. You know, the life wasn't bad, but it wasn't going the way I wanted. So I went back to university, um, and did a bachelor of science with a pharmacology major, um, and yeah, it was interesting because, um, you know, we can go into this in a bit, but it was sort of, I'd always had that expectation that, you know, society tells you if you get the car and the girl and the, um, the job and the nice place that, that shit's going to be okay. Like yeah. things are going to be really good from there. Like you get there, things will be fine. And I got there, like I was living in a really nice penthouse in, South Bank and I'd had my, I got my pharmacology degree and I'm working in the corporate sector for a a major multinational pharmaceutical company and like it wasn't okay. Things weren't okay. So you mean mentally you just didn't feel like you were together? Just like, just empty inside. Yeah. Like there's, there's always that thing where it's meant to be like, this will make it okay. Once I have this, this is the goal that I'm reaching. You know? Yeah, I think that's the whole thing with association, associating, <laughs> I need another coffee, um, <laughs> associating happiness with achievement. Mm. And if you're constantly focused on that, that goal, whatever it is, whether it's a house or a girl or a ring mm. muscle up, once I get this, I'm going to be okay. Once I get this, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But you're not, cause you're not actually really working on, I guess the deep seated issue that. No. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And there's this, uh, you know, anyway, we can. We can talk about that if you like, but yeah, for the medicine thing, the, um, it's always been a goal of mine, but it's been, it's been unachievable until I've, you know, really turned things around in the last few years. So it's always been something I wanted to do. Um, it's come to a position now where it's quite clear I'm going to do it. It's just a matter of putting in the work. Yeah. And you know what? Like I actually, um, I'll quote myself cause I said this in, in Ollie's documentary and I say this a lot um like I've got a mentor of sorts and he said to me like I said to him this is gonna do you know how long this is gonna take do you know how long it's gonna take to rebuild stuff to like do medicine and stuff and like he just looked me in the eye and he's like it's gonna take you as long as if you don't do it so it might take you five years but you can be five years down the track and not have that yeah and I was like oh Fuck, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Time takes time. And it's sort of like, you can put in the work, um, or you can just sit by and not put in the work and not get it. Yeah. I think, I mean, people get so terrified of going after those huge goals. Like Mm. obviously yours is, um, you know, what if I don't make it? It's like, well, yeah, like you say, you could not put in the work Mm. and be in exactly the same position in five years, or you Mm. can fucking give it 110%. And, you know, you may or you may not achieve it, but at least you've fucking done something with your life. Well, this is it. This yeah. is it. And I think it, it. the other thing, you know, sort of coming out the other side of, you know, when you're in a situation or, or you're in a lifestyle, like, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, where I absolutely don't want to be, but I can't see it getting any better, it feels like failure. Like, you feel like you failed when you're in that. Um because things are like, you know, growing up, you'd, you'd hear, oh, you know, he had so much potential and stuff like that. And you're not yeah. living up to it. And it feels like failure. But coming out the other side of that, you realize like you, I needed that experience. Like I needed that. Yeah. That's what I find interesting is this, the, the post-traumatic growth thing. And like, do you think you'd be in the same position today if you hadn't gone through all of that adversity nope nope (laughs) so it kind of makes it worth it in a way as awful as that is it makes it worth it It, when you're in it it's terrible oh fuck yeah it's the worst 
do you think that that was somehow though the motivating factor for you was like this is so fucking awful um and that was your drive i guess initially to get out of it look if you if you ask it a different way and you say would you go through it again i would go through it again but i if i had to change something it would be having support yeah because the problem i find is that i've got my thinking patterns some of them good some of them bad there's no new information coming in. Like if I'm just in my thing and I'm isolating and I'm just doing what I do, there's no information coming in. I'm just recycling the information. I'm always going to get the same results. And even if I start doing self-help stuff and stuff like that, I've got no one to bounce stuff off. And it's just the same information. Just like from when I wake up, it's just the same information just rolling around my head and it never gets any better. Yeah, I think that's what I found has been really positive um outcome of having these chats and like creating the podcast is you know you get to talk about this stuff with people and i guess it's like therapy in a way it's cool it's so cool yeah um and you know you really learn a lot about yourself but it takes a lot to have that like real balls deep like reflection on your fucking behavior yeah you know and I think it's hard when you've, you know, you've been in a place, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've certainly like really damaged relationships in my life. Oh, a couple, maybe a couple next level, like just cause your behavior is so self-destructive and Mm -hmm. so self-absorbed and selfish. My behavior was super selfish. Me too. And I mean, I'm reading a book at the moment about it's from the perspective of a parent whose son has gone through addiction and I guess their journey. Oh, it's really Mm. cool actually. Um, I guess hearing that perspective of the person who's kind of just waiting for you to fucking stop being an asshole. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just really hard and accepting the fact that you were so fucking awful to people around you. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, how do you, what was the moment for you that you kind of pulled yourself out of that and sort of had that moment of realization that you Uh, wanted to turn your life around? There's a bunch of, there's a, there's a million little, situations where I can think of where it was like a mild itch where you're like ah this is itchy like I don't like being itchy but you're sort of like ah it's a mild itch yeah but it had to get to the point of being compelling like an itch where you're going to lose your arm do you know what I mean it has to be really bad and there was a whole bunch of circumstances that um you know my family weren't around anymore they didn't want to be around me um and I didn't really want to be around them I mean it was I was disconnected from everyone I really cared about and um you know when you're in that situation like there's a bunch of times where I've pulled it together and I'm sort of like all right we just gotta you just gotta try try again you know what I mean like figure something out but there's a day where you're just like I just can't do it I can't do it and um when you're at that point I think you're in a position where you will try some crazy shit. Like if people are giving you really crazy ideas that you disagree with, but you are willing to try, then you're in a position where your ego has been smashed and you're like, all right, this is crazy, but I'll give it a shot. And like, I got put in that position and I didn't have any, I didn't have much of a choice, no good ones. And I had one before me where somebody was offering to, to, you know, guide me in a way to, to, you know, getting back on track. And it all sounded a bit crazy, but I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I haven't really got any choice in this matter. So like the thought of actually remembering (coughs) was more crazy than the thought of continuing doing what you were doing. Because it doesn't (laughs) sound like that's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? It's impossible. Like, I don't know how I can go back to being a functional person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also like I, my faith in that sort of stuff, like I want a grand unified theory of how that's all going to work. Like you run me play by play how everything's going to work. And this guy was like, I don't know how it's all going to work, but I know like it worked for me to, you know, take these steps and to get better. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I think... I think there was always a thing where I'm like, I'll figure this out on my own. Like I'll figure it out on my own. And eventually you get to the point where it's like, I've put so much time and effort into this and I'm in the same position that I was in. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, like realizing that you do need others. 
especially when you've isolated yourself and I guess you justify the breakdown of your relationships in, in some fucked up way because mm. you're like but it's me and it's my life and I'll do what I want yeah. and fuck everyone else yeah. and you've really got to like take a step back from that and be like nah I need people like <laughs> man okay so I just remember this. This is this was kind of funny because I would see stuff like, um, you know, we have this myth. I don't know if it's modern society or it's been around for a while, but we have this myth that the people that are really great are the self-made people. You know, the people that do it all on their own and stuff like this. Yeah. And I remember like watching, uh, I think it was like House of Cards, the one with Kevin Spacey, which yeah. is not real. Let's be clear. That's it's like a, TV a show. that's a character in yeah. like a TV show. <laughs> so we'll be clear about that bit first. Oh, I always talk about TV shows. But yeah. do you know what I mean? So I'm looking at this person that's like it's actually not a real person. But let's assume it's a real person. Like you're watching this, and it's like for those who haven't seen it, it's about like a shifty dude that goes from being a uh, I guess it's a congressman to being a senator to being. I've not seen it. Yeah, I was just about to say. He, he moves up the ladder. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and it's sort of like, yeah, he's a self-made person who's, who's you know, putting um, really moved the, the pieces around on the board to get himself into a position of power. And it's like, if you actually look at that, you realize like, oh, no, he's got a support of like 30 people there. Like these people that are like, you know, the Winston Churchills and stuff, like they've got, a, they've got staff. It's just no one remembers their staff. Nobody remembers the staff. It's <laughs> yeah. sort of like, yeah, oh, this guy built himself up. It's like, no, they all had help. I mean, you think of celebrities and stuff like that as well. They've got yeah. fucking teams of people yeah. who work for them to make them who they are. They're not posting on Instagram. Nah. They're giving the photo to their publicists Mind and stuff. Mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's, but we have this yeah. myth that like, if, if it's worth doing, you've got to do it on your own. And yeah. it's like, you've got to put in the action, but like, if you're going to figure out everything on your own, man, that's going to tie you out. And, and who really wants that as well? Like, I think the reason that my life has gotten so much better and, re and quite recently as well is because I've, you know, I've found this community of people mm. who genuinely accept me and genuinely love me. It's nice. It's yeah. so fucking nice. Yeah. It's like a warm fucking bath. Yeah. It's just... You know, it, mm. it just makes me really happy because I guess for so long... Oh my God, I'm getting upset. <laughs> That's sweet. I guess for so long, I felt like I didn't have that. Mm. And yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. I mean, you you see that in the uh, documentary that Ollie made. Like, I, I'm really, really grateful to have found a group of people like at wards, like I love those guys. I love them so much. And then I got my other people in different areas of my life. And like, that's what makes my life worthwhile. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really important when you realize that and when you have that, um, and so, and like so integral to your recovery mm. as well from whatever you're recovering from, it's not necessarily about addiction. Um, I know more recently for me, it's been recovering from like a really, um, unhealthy relationship mm. um, and it's taken a really long time to get through that um, but if you don't if you don't have those people who are on your team who support you 100% mm. um, even if it's having a hard conversation with you or whatever like if you don't have that then how the fuck do you get through it you know you don't like yeah. in my experience you don't that was always my experience with it it's really hard yeah I was really lucky, you know, when I did have that really unhealthy lifestyle of partying and all that kind of stuff, that I had people who didn't just be like, oh, well, fuck her, then if she's going to be like that. Mm. And you know what? I can understand why people are like that, though, sure. because it would be really hard to watch someone you care <coughs> about just not give a fuck about you mm. <laughs> and not give a fuck that they're, like, ruining their life, mm. you know, um... It would be really hard and I'm so grateful to the people that didn't just write me off, mm. you know, and I guess that's meant that I, I guess, have empathy for people that I encountered in my life today mm. who are going through similar things, um, that I'm going to be there for them regardless, whether mm. they want to fucking go shoot up mm. or whether they want to eat a bowl of broccoli, like mm. I'm still their friend. Yeah. And if that's what they want to do, then mm. I'm still going to support 
them as a person, you know. Um, but yeah. I think there's this um, false assumption. Well, there is this false assumption that like whatever we're talking about here, um, you know, with addictive behavior, that there's some sort of choice in the matter and that like you should just make a better choice. And like that's not that's not how addiction works. No, I think people don't really understand that it's I mean, technically it's kind of an illness, like it's a compulsion. Yeah. Like and yeah. it's quite hard to explain it to somebody who's not experienced that level of compulsion before. Um, and I was just saying this the other day to someone actually that I I don't know what I'd do if I was put in the situation that someone would offer me <laughs> something. Mm. Yeah. Um that I've previously had a issue with like substance wise that I would still want it. Mm. And I just can't put myself in a situation ever that that's going to be a possibility because I can't trust myself to a hundred percent say, no, I don't want that yeah. because there's still a part of my brain that yeah, they, it does want that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And even though it was like years ago, it's still always fucking there. Mm. Do you find that you've replaced your previously negative addictions with, I guess positive or fitness stuff like that because I found that that's been my issue. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'll give you a little bit of insight into it because I used to smoke a ton of cigarettes, so I quit. Oh, I don't know, two and a half years ago. But I was in Bali recently for a wedding, like a few weeks ago, and um, I just like somebody was smoking near me, and I was like, I'll just have one. And I literally went from like just holding the cigarette like a gentleman to going back to where I was in less than a minute. And I was already sketching around like That's looking. Scary. It went back to where it was in a minute. Yeah. And I've literally um, struggled with it since the last three weeks. Like I haven't smoked, I don't know, for over a week now. But yeah, like it, there was times where you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm not going to do this. And then by noon your head sort of like, we could have one. And yeah. I'm like, no, nah, that's not a great idea. Then by six o'clock, it's like, I've changed my mind. And that to me is that addictive thinking. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. I had the exact same experience. Yeah. Like about two months ago, I was at a friend's engagement party. And because mm. as a rule, I don't really drink. Mm. And it's the reason I don't drink is because I can't just have one drink. Yeah. And yeah. if there's anything else around, I'll have that too. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what it is, I'll have it. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking care. It'd be rude not to. It would be rude not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I fucking have fly spray before. You know, I'll fucking find a way. It's disgusting. But um, I was at a friend's engagement party and I'd had, you know, like 10 drinks because there were drinks there. That's mm. my issue. So, and then I was talking to another friend and we were talking about, I was like, oh, you know, it's really hard for me. Once I have a drink, I instantly want a cigarette. Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking about like previously mm. and he's like, yeah, same. I've actually got a pack of cigarettes in my car um, for, for those moments. And I was like, can I have one? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Went out to the car, smoked yeah. a fucking cigarette. Yeah. And if he'd had anything else, yeah. I would have been like, I'll have that. Yeah. It doesn't, it's so weird. It doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. And mm. it's fucking scary. Um, it's fucking scary. Like the, the time before that I was, um, I'd had like a couple of drinks, ended up eating like three fucking hash cookies mm. because they were there. Yeah, of course. So it's yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then you explain that to somebody who's like, doesn't have that compulsion and, they're like, what do you mean you have to fly spray? What do yeah. you mean you have lighter fluid? Yeah. Why would you do Just, that? Just like have one drink. But why would you have one drink when you mm. can drink a bottle of wine, have a bunch of fly spray and fucking spew in the shower? Ooh. Sounds like a fancy <laughs> Sounds night. Sounds like yeah. a fucking good night, right? <laughs> but, um, but I've discovered recently that that's not everyone's experience. That's not most people's experience. But to me, it's always been like, well, obviously, if you're going to get fucked up, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. So, this is why, long story short, <laughs> I don't drink that much. Yeah. And this is what, like, I don't drink at all anymore. I haven't for, you know, over three years. It's been three and a bit years. Um, because that was something that I, I began to put together in my life. That when, um, you know, when things got worse, that was generally what preceded it. Oh, me too. Yeah. And you know what? So much respect for you for like literally 
not drinking at all. I Thank did you, actually yeah. go through, a, I went a whole year without drinking at all, mm. like about three years ago um, with my ex-partner. And what I found was that we just isolated ourselves so much from other people okay. that that became an issue in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, now I guess I'm not really, I mean, I'm in the place now that I can, well... <laughs> potentially have a couple of drinks and don't end up in the gutter yeah um nice (laughs) but it's still like it still freaks me out man Mm. like i get real anxious about about a night out or about even in an event that there is going to be alcohol there because i'm like heaven forbid someone rocks up with something else Mm. and offers Mm. me some Mm. because i know that i'll fucking have it it's Mm. fucked yeah yeah. And, and I don't know if you ever get past that. Um, so I went out. It was my birthday on Friday and we went out with all the, the guys and girls from the gym. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, actually. Um, yeah, I had the family stuff last night. Um, that's less pressure. But yeah, we went out and had dinner and stuff and they're all, you know, drinking beer and stuff like that. <clears throat> and it's, um, it's fine. That's fine now. Like that doesn't, that doesn't bother me and it's, it's fine to be out. But yeah, like if you make that major lifestyle change, initially it's sort of like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, it's yeah. sort of like when you put down cigarettes, it's like, what do I do with my hands? Like, you just don't know. And you just feel like, it just, yeah, you just feel a little bit different. And I've always felt a little bit different in my life. I don't want to feel a little bit different again. Yeah, you want to be accepted. Mm. You don't want people looking at you because you're not doing the thing that everyone else is doing. Yeah. I think I found for me previously when I used to party a lot in like a later phase mm. of my life that I just wasn't comfortable with who I was. Nope. Um, I get it. Yeah. Just normally, just me being normal. So mm. it's like, if I get fucking wasted, then I'm popular. People like me because I'm fun. I'll mm. suggest everyone doing something fucking random. Like, we'll go... <laughs> shoplifting no, or break surprised. something so, yeah, so, or do yeah. something fucked up and everyone will be like yeah Sarah's fucking badass Sarah does this yeah crazy, life of the party crazy shit yeah and I guess I just wasn't comfortable with me just being me me being someone who mm. has super sleeps on Saturday night yeah who just wants to walk their cat on a leash yeah um, <laughs> I've, I've actually got to see this but yeah. oh mate I've got <laughs> so, many, so many videos to show you yeah um but I guess yeah, and now I get quite anxious about social situations and not drinking because, like, you know, am I going to be fun? Am I going to be able to hold a conversation? Um, you know, that's that's interesting. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah, so I guess that was a reason for me, like, drinking and doing other things um, in my, you know, before I moved over here, actually. Mm. Um, it's only been since I moved to Melbourne and I guess taking away that network of people that mm. I previously yeah. associated with, um, that I've been like, shit, I just got to be myself mm. sober. <laughs> yeah. And if people don't like that, then well, that's okay. Maybe that's you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was the sort of realization I came to. I'm like, well, that's, isn't that me? Like, isn't the, isn't the unreliable guy that's, like, partying all the time? That's not me. Yeah. That's not me. That's just something that just, that happened when I was younger. But, you, yeah, you spend so much time being that person that it does seem like that person's you. And and if I get, get to the point, you know, that I am having a bunch of drinks or having a random dart or whatever, mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so good to be, like, myself again. It's like, that's not myself. That's, that's not just fucking no. piece of shit version of myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like that person. Yeah. You know, I don't like the person who, like, starts arguments with people when, mm. you know, decides to fucking vandalize something just because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that person sucks. Yeah, that's not the real <laughs> you. I don't, asshole. from what I know, that's not the real no, you. No, well, yeah. you've never encountered her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's a cunt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sounds like she'd vandalize yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's a dick. So, <laughs> it's, you know, um,. I'm not, I'm not that person mm. now. Yeah, it's weird. I found, though, that, you know, discovering a new community and, like, the new propensity for being addicted to something else, like, mm. that's kind of what I found in, in CrossFit. And I guess the reason, one of the reasons that I don't do CrossFit anymore, because I had, like, 
a real negative addiction to that as well. <laughs> I can I can absolutely believe that because it is that's yeah I see that all the time. How do you manage like I guess the potential to become obsessed in like a bad way with that sport? Mm, um, I think it's all. <laughs> The unmanageability part is generally what I look at. Like if you have a benchmark of what needs to change. So if you're smashing darts or you're smoking a bunch of cigarettes, it's pretty unmanageable when you have to spend $40 a day and you can't do fitness. Oh, why? How expensive are they now? It's, How does anyone smoke now? I don't know, man. It's fucked, man. I don't know. <laughs> and the people that are smoking don't have the money. No. You know what I mean? Oh, it's awesome. But it's pretty unmanageable, right? Like, yeah. you, you've got to chop out 40 bucks to, to, to smoke cigarettes to make you unfit and stuff like that. Um, you know, so if you look at the, that sort of unmanageability with CrossFit, like, if you're injured and you can't um, function in life and stuff like that and you still have to go and, you, and you're missing time with your family and friends and stuff, like that's unmanageable. Like you're sort of missing out on life. But, like, if you're doing it, five times a week or something and it's made your life better and you're fit and you're part of the community that's cool yeah and it can be painful sometimes yeah i think like what i found was five times a week wasn't enough for me and that's where it started Mm. being really negative yeah um i guess because i replaced um my previous relationship and I guess like not having family here, I kind of needed mm. to find, like you said, like that community you got to find and that people. surrogate family yeah. almost. And that's what I f- thought that I had found. Yeah. Um, but I guess with anything that I enjoy doing, I can't seem to find a balance. Like yeah. I tend to take yeah. it too far. I relate to that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. I mean, there's... Um, you know, if you look back to, I don't know, what, what you call it, like the hunter-gatherer days or something like us, um, something like that, um, people like us would have been, like, highly respected because, like, we're the sort of people that would go out hunting for, like, five days. And, you oh, know, yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? We like would have been the leaders. Yeah, like yeah. the sort of people that, like, <laughs> if your job was to guard the campsite from predators, like, that that's all I would do. Yeah. And I would do it really fastidiously. Like, yeah. I would be OCD about it. That stuff works really well back then, I think. But where we are now, like, it's, um, you know, when there's something that I really love, like, I'll, I'll just continue to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And have trouble with that balance. Yeah, that's um, been my issue, hundred mm, percent. Yeah. Um, I don't even know like what advice I'd pass on to somebody who's in the same situation. And I guess sometimes you don't really realise that you're literally just replacing one addiction with another because you're like, oh, but this is good. This is fitness. Mm. I'm I'm becoming better. This is like a good a good addiction. Mm. But I mean, is any addiction really good? If you call it an addiction, like if, if you're looking at it like that and you um, don't want to be doing it or you feel compelled to do it, then that's... And I can certainly be in that with CrossFit. Like there's days where I don't really want to go, but I go because that's the timetable or whatever. You know, that's that's but how it works like, sometimes. I feel like that with training. Like, I mean, I just do weightlifting now and you know i've i've never missed a session mm. like if i'm sick i go if i'm mm. tired i go if i'm sore i go mm. and i mean i guess for some people that could be considered negative but for me it's like no i'm just fucking committed to achieving my goals mm. um and i feel like i'm letting myself down if i'm not there you know okay yeah um i don't know how you'd consider that to be different to my mindset previously um but i guess I guess my goals are really focused on me, like, growing as a person. Um, I'm not comparing myself to others. Mm. I'm not really considering where other people are in relation to myself, which I felt like I really was Mm. previously. Yeah. Um, And I guess my relationships now are a lot healthier, a lot, um, I guess, fulfilling and wholehearted, and I don't really feel like I'm trying to be someone that I'm not incredible yeah yeah i don't know but um, i would have liked to have known you before <laughs> we would have had a good time yeah it probably wouldn't have been a good time but <laughs> <laughs> you've come a long way though like i haven't seen how long has it been i haven't seen you for like a year um oh, i guess yeah i left crossfit like 18 months yeah. ago it looks like you could like 
snatch me now at the moment. <laughs> Fuck, I wish. I've but done I'm a lot actually, of training. I'm going to actually have to be able to snatch you now to qualify for nationals. Yes. Um, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible, though. You've come a long way. Yeah, I don't know. I think I've, like, not athletically so much, but I guess more in terms of my mindset. Mm. Um, and I think I had to experience a bunch of, like, adversity, really, to realize that I wasn't really in a good place. Mm. Um, and... I mean, yeah, now it's, I don't feel amazing like every second of the day, but mm. I'm not, you know, huffing fly spray and drinking a bottle of red wine. No. Well, because I don't own fly spray. Nice. For that reason. Yeah. Can't, can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, <coughs> what are your goals like short term, long term? Mm. Where do you want to go with this? With anything in particular? Just everything? everything. Ring muscle ups, mm. medicine, relationships. Um, sure. What have you got? Yeah. I am trying to find the elusive balance. That's the overarching thing. Um, Do you believe that that is possible? No, I believe it. I believe <laughs> it's a palette that you paint with. I think there's probably three components. I think I'm nailing the physical part, but I think there's probably emotional and spiritual as well. So you got to take care of your sort of emotional health, um, which I don't think always lines up with keeping busy. But no. that's what I do. Yeah. That's my thing. It's the easiest one to ignore is your emotional, your spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what I ignored for so, for so long because I was like, I'm fucking fit. I'm like, that's, I'm good. I'm externally okay. I'm externally okay. That means I'm internally okay. Mm. But I was so fucking not okay. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) That's sort of where I'm at at the moment. Like trying to, um, just like if I got injured and couldn't do anything for a month, and I've had that thought before. Oh, I like, think about that all the time. Yeah. What would I do? I need to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, like I need to be okay with that and realize that like maybe that's for the better. That's sort of where I'm at at the moment. Like try, like I meditate every morning and stuff, like just to try and get a little bit of peace um, and clarity for the day. Just because I, you know, I'm one of those people that gets caught up in the routine and stuff like that. And I really some spontaneity and stuff like that is, you know, really good. So I'm, you know, at the moment I'm pushing myself to, you know, meet new people, do new stuff, which is the harder thing for me. Like that's sort of putting myself out there. Um, so that's sort of one of my goals at the moment is to just do different stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've found myself like, I've been forcing myself to do that. Um, <laughs> recently, um, my boyfriend's quite like, the opposite of me in terms of like having to be like super regimented and nice. I did like albino unicorns to me, but yeah, anyway, I know. Yeah. And like, and you know, he's, he's amazing because he's, he's super reliable. He's all those, mm. he's all those good things, but he's not like a fucking robot. Like I can mm. be sometimes. So for me, it's been learning to be like, Sure, we can do something tonight, even though it wasn't planned. That's it, yeah. Oh, dude. That's my goal at the moment. Fuck, and it's Mm. me trying not to freak out Mm. if something's not being organized. I like you, you're okay. Oh, dude, it's the worst. Or like, hey, let's just eat here. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, we but didn't, we didn't. We didn't, but I have This wasn't in the thing. This, yeah. It wasn't organized. I, I relate to this so deeply and this is what I want to, <laughs> not change, but this is what I want to move towards more. Like that sort of thing where people can be like, oh, this place is closed, baby. Let's go somewhere else. Like oh, that stuff Lord. breaks me. Like it's. Oh, just uh, the thought of that, it makes uh, me anxious. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's, yeah, and or just like a hey, let's stay up to eleven p.m. on yeah. Thursday. Fuck. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, and that's that's kind of life, and I'm trying to be okay with that stuff at the moment, but it's hard. Yeah, this yeah. is my current struggle as well. Is um, hey, maybe you don't have to weigh everything you eat today. Yeah. You know, mm. hey, maybe maybe go train somewhere else because you've actually got like uh, an event to go to. Yeah. Um, with him, mm. and that's probably more important. Yeah. Obviously. You're not skipping training. You're still yeah. training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I guess, being a bit more... I mean, that doesn't really sound versatile at all, does it? But for me, it is. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just having that anxiety of changing your routine and, I guess, letting letting someone else in to a point that you're actually changing things in your life that are important to you. Yeah. Because that person is also important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like I mean it's kind of what we've been talking about. Like I can find myself, you know, we we're talking about how stuff can be unmanageable even in, you know, 
good habits or whatever you want to call it, like fitness, to me, it becomes unmanageable. Like I said, when you're missing those appointments, engagements, all those stuff like with the family, um, you know, like I could have been doing hit or whatever at 9.30 this morning. I'd rather be here with you. Aww, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's amazing. But that to me is more important. Like I'd rather be here and I'd rather hang also, out with you. Also cardio can fuck off. Yeah. So I'd rather be talking <laughs> and drinking coffee than doing cardio as Exactly. Well. <laughs> exactly. The coffee's strong enough. It's the same heart rate. But Well, exactly. <laughs> You're looking pretty good. I don't really think you need to go. But this, is, but this is it. <laughs> I, that's really sweet of you. I appreciate that. And it's taken a lot of work to get here, but it's like, that's sort of what it's like. It's kind of like the challenge for me now is like, no, I don't have to do a six day of training. Like yeah. I can make time for people. I can make time for me even. Yeah. I used to be crazy. Like I couldn't have a rest day. Yeah. You know, I'd go into the gym back when I used to work at wards and obviously yeah. had access. I'd go yeah. in there by myself. Yeah. And- you know, train for like three hours on a rest day. Yeah, dude, because... I remember because I'd come in for an hour as well. <laughs> like, I was the other guy. <laughs> Being like, you all right, mate? Yeah. Yeah, just got to give this handstand walk. Yeah. It's fucking fine. It's fine. fine. <laughs> I remember the start of one of the opens once when oh, you were mate, warming up the cleans and I was like and I was joking open. around with something. I remember looking at you and cracking some sort of joke and the, the, the stare you gave me, I'm like, she's all business. Don't, don't, don't mess with her. <laughs> oh, I was awful. I was so fucking awful. And you know what? This year, like watching everyone post their open mm. things and I haven't even paid much attention to what the workouts were or, but it's been such a nice thing, like not having any desire to see how I'd go or one yeah. of, um, someone I know who's like a CrossFit coach was like asking me like, oh, how I reckoned I'd go in one yeah. of the, and I was just like, I don't, wouldn't just don't care though. It's like, cool, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I totally respect people who are like giving it a mm. crack and you know obviously like support their efforts and think that's mm. awesome mm. but just knowing that for me it's not something I care about anymore it's just been fucking such a relief mm. you know and to know that my goals are purely focused on me and you know I've got my own little five-year plan and within that I've got my own goals with you know, within that plan. I was just writing them down. Yeah, what do you got? Tell me. We'll <laughs> okay. go back to my goals in a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. And let's talk about future goals. Okay, so my previous goal up until really recently was to qualify for nationals, weightlifting nationals. Right on. And up until two weeks ago, I was tracking really well to have achieved, to be achieving that goal in 2020. Hmm. Um, but the Australian Weightlifting Federation just increased the total so my total has gone up by 21 kilos nice so you know what i was initially upset about this but it's a fucking good thing because it doesn't mean that it's out of the picture completely it just means it's more of a five-year plan as opposed to i'm gonna get there next year yeah um but it's made me look at other opportunities that i have and and where i am at the moment um and because i'm 33 almost 34 i'm almost master's little um and when i'm a master that means there's a whole bunch of other stuff i can qualify for which is fucking cool um so my new goal is to qualify for the masters world cup in japan in 2021 which is so much cooler than nationals because it's in fucking japan yeah so that's my goal and when you arrived this morning i was just breaking that down into you know little milestones over the next 18 months so i'm really excited for that um yeah, so that's, I guess, my personal athletic goal. Mm. What's yours? Linking ring muscle-ups? That was my next. I've got... I've linked them. You've linked them? I have linked them, yeah. Sick. They don't look super, you know... Who cares? It's CrossFit. They don't have to look good. <laughs> that's true. <yeah. laughs> that's true. Doesn't matter. Um, that's, well, then I've done it. Um, well done. What's next in fitness? Um, I want to be able to do bar muscle-ups. I want to be able to do handstand walking. A lot of it's the gymnastics stuff. Yeah, that was always the thorn in my side. Yeah. Weightlifting. I'm not... Yeah, the weightlifting stuff, I'm better at... You know, I actually have to work on that as well. But the, the gymnastics stuff... You look like you've improved heaps from Ollie's video. Um, oh, it's improved. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, it's... um All of it's improved. But the handstand walking and... Um, man, I did pistol squats. So this is another sort of gymnastics things that we do. Yeah. And I've never done pistol squats, but I did them in the open. 
it felt like I'd squatted a car. <laughs> I literally could not walk. It's the most incredible thing, and it's just body I've weight. I've never done a squat in so long. I've, well, I, it was just incredible. I only did ten of them, and it, it literally felt like I'd put like a Honda on my back. Oh my god! And I'd squatted it, and I was just like, oh my god! Like it's it's incredible when you realise that there's actually. Um, that sort of stuff that's so hard. Yeah. Like it doesn't look hard, but then you do it and it's sort of like, oh, yeah. So probably bar muscle up at the moment. Yeah. Um, handstand walking as well. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun doing all the, um, doing all the stuff and improving because it's, there's always stuff that I'm going to be bad at. Oh, for sure. And I think that's the, like the addictive thing about CrossFit is there's so many things that you can get so many like PRs and so many things you can improve upon. Whereas now I'm finding like, you know, my fucking numbers have stayed the same for the last year, Mm. but it's more about if I, if I look at, (coughs) you know, my, like a a snatch around my 90% now, as opposed to like a year ago, just like how much smoother, how much better it is technically. So I guess focusing more on, um, just ironing out, all of the fucking bad habits and like yeah. all of the shitty movement patterns yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I've had and trying to improve upon that so that, you know, my 60 kilo snatch now looks so much nicer than it did six months ago, I guess. And just knowing that that's going to end up translating into a 70 kilo snatch, yeah. um, that it's just about that consistency and just putting that work in like day after day kind of thing. Um, Mm. Yeah, so I guess it's the same with your... I mean, when I was trying to get a bar muscle up, it was just doing those <laughs> fucking drills every single fucking day. Um, your, <laughs> that was one of the motivators for me because I remember oh, really? seeing that. Because that, um, <laughs> for the people that haven't seen it, it's Sarah just... I don't know, just... Where were you? Oh, is that... Um, so this was a CrossFit competition that I had... It was this, this is one of my like lifetime CrossFit goals, which sounds ridiculous to me now, but it was um, competing in... Fuck, what was that comp called? Um, the the one at the um, the convention centre? I don't know. Oh my god, I can't even remember what it was called now. But so I'd actually booked a, a holiday overseas, right? But one of my goals ever since I started CrossFit, All Stars, that's what it was called. Okay. One of my goals from when I started CrossFit was to compete at All Stars. Right. I don't know why, it just seemed like that was the comp. Because it's a cool goal. It's a cool, it's yeah. a cool comp, and that was one of my goals. And I ended up booking like an overseas trip. I've never actually really told anyone this, but I was planning on going to like five different countries. And then I remember Cal and Gav talking about getting a team for all stars and what girls were going to be on the team. Yeah. And they are, or, you know, it came up. I don't know whether they asked me or I asked them, um, you know, whether we could get a team together. Mm. And at that point in time, I had already booked my trip that included going to Amsterdam and um, Paris. And they were like talking about this team and I wanted to be on that team so much that I spent all this money changing my flights mm. and coming back um, a week earlier mm. and missing out on two countries because that's how badly I wanted to compete in this mm. competition. And it's not even like it wasn't regionals. It wasn't anything. It was just literally my personal goal. Mm. And I guess I looked up to Cal and Gav so yeah, much. That's so do I. Yeah, you know, they're amazing athletes. And the fact that they thought that I was... I mean, they may have just been humouring me. I don't know. But the fact that they were willing to have me on their team, it meant so much to me that the whole time I was on that trip, I didn't do anything except train. Like, I was in Italy for, like, a week by myself. And I was so worried that I'd let them down and so worried that I'd let the team down. Mm. That all I did was train. I didn't go sightseeing. I didn't do anything. I just fucking trained, practiced the workouts in like random gyms here and there. Nice. And when I look back <laughs> on it, like, I kind of ruined the trip for yeah. myself. Yeah, it's, I think it's an experience that everyone... But I just, you know, like, it was so important to me that I, like, lived up to, I guess, the expectation of me. Um, and... And you killed it. Let me, let me fast forward to the cool bit where the this cool is the bit. bit. I, I thank you for sharing that because that's <laughs> it gives me backstory of why yeah. it was so incredible. Um, the so it was the bar muscle, but it's just I've only seen the short clip of you like you bent right into it and you get the bar muscle. That up. was the first bar muscle up that I'd gotten, and this workout I'd lost sleep over this workout for weeks. It's incredible because all I had to do, I think, I was the last person to go. 
um, and try one. And the workout was something like the first person does nine, the second person does a lesser number. And I was obviously, there were six in our team and I was obviously the last person because I was the least competent with the movement. Everyone else could do it. So there was this huge expectation that I put on myself, yeah, obviously, that, you put on you, that yeah. I'd fuck it for everyone um, by not being able to do it. No and pressure. Obviously I'd, no, no. <laughs> and obviously I'd practice the fuck out of this thing with a band and every drill imaginable mm. for the last however long. Um, and there was that moment where it was literally down to me. Nice. <laughs> Just doing this fucking and you thing. Did. And I did it. He killed um, it. I and they, they went nuts. Was, that was the sweetest thing. And it's the, it was kind of what happened with... With yours. With mine as well. Because the pressure. The pain. Oh, the pressure. Because <laughs> Ollie was filming that documentary. Yeah. Like, he sort of pulled me aside and he was like, oh, I want to make a little movie. Because he was thinking it would be a one-day thing, I guess. He, he told me that recently. Oh, what, you just get a ring muscle up in the day? Yeah. That's what he was telling me. And I'm Listen, like, oh, that's nice. And, and how it went was it was like nine months later and he was he lives you know in the west in the west suburbs of the city and he's driving across traffic to come and film me and i'm there like waiting for him to get there i'm like no, that's no pressure i just got like a cameraman and i've just got it now a ring muscle up for my for my buddy and like it just wasn't happening and then um there was that day where i was like oh I should probably film this. Because you said you weren't even going to film it, right? Yeah. 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 And there was that day where I'm like, it just sort of lined up and Ollie was there and then, you know, Gavin Cal, everyone was there and like, I just nailed it and like everyone went nuts and we're just all hugging and everything like that. And it's so cool. The ring muscle up wasn't even the cool part because I don't even remember getting up there because you're just up there all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, and then like yeah. the, the best part was having everyone around and everyone's screaming and stuff like that. Like that, it's not worth it when you do it on your own. No, it's really quiet when it's you do it on your own and there's the no one there. Recovery yeah. process is having that support and having people recognize that you've actually achieved this phenomenal thing. Mm. That's what I found like with my muscle up as well, and just like having having the guys just like genuinely as happy for me mm. as I am. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's such a cool analogy. Yeah, yeah. It was cool so how cool. we did that. <laughs> really fucking cool. But I reckon it's interesting how you sort of said like, you know, you're overseas, and like you've cut your holidays short to come back because it seems like all you really want is like to come back and be a part of, to be a part of that community. Yeah, and to not let the team down. And I remember finding out afterwards that a couple of the other people on the team had been like, kind of backstabbing me and saying like. Oh, she's going to be shit because she's been on holiday. Okay. It's like, I didn't Athletes, fucking have man. a holiday, mate. <laughs> yeah. I was at the gym. Like, I spent more money in my training and paying yeah. drop-ins yeah. every fucking day. And yeah. I remember going home to, I was in like an Airbnb and I was staying with some guy, um, you know, like an Airbnb guy. Mm. Um, and him being like, oh, hey, I've got extra tickets to this gig. I'm like, no, mate, I've got to fucking train in the morning. <laughs> So good though, the isn't it? The whole time, that's all I did. And now I'm just like, fucking what a loser, mate. You're like on the other side of the world and all you can think about is like doing wall balls so that you can... Oh, actually, you know what? I disappointed the fuck out of the team on the wall balls. But it wasn't mm. for want of me trying. It was yeah. just like, I'm fucking short and it was a high target and a heavy ball. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But it was just like... I didn't want for any second to be like, if I don't do well, I want it to be just because I didn't do well, not because I didn't try. Mm. I guess that's how I feel now with weightlifting and about Japan and what I want to achieve in that. It's like, if I don't get there, if I don't end up getting to nationals in five years, it's not going to be because I didn't give it a fucking mm. solid crack. Yeah. It's just going to be because I don't, I don't have it at yeah. this point in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and you get to have that experience. Yeah, and yeah. The, the experiencing, I guess, like the process, and I'm sure for you, like, and you can see it through that, that video, is like, if you'd just gone to do a ring muscle up the first time and you'd got it, mm. it wouldn't have been the same. The experience but the, isn't It wouldn't have been yeah. the same experience, but the fact that you've had all these people getting around you and, like, wanting you, wanting you to <laughs> achieve it. Yeah, so much, and having yeah. that experience of, like, them just being so fucking joyful mm. for you. Yeah. And feeling like you're really loved and accepted by these people. That's exactly how That's I what it, it's yeah. about. And I know that for me, like, you know, when I get there, I'm going to have the same thing, but it's about enjoying 
getting there. Yeah. Not about actually getting there itself. It's hard to do, man. Fuck yeah. It's hard to do because when... I have a lot of insight in hindsight. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But when I'm oh, in yeah. it, it doesn't feel so great. I know. We're all yeah. so fucking wise now. Yeah. yeah. But when you're having yeah. a dry spray, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, smoking out of a light bulb. Oh, but that's why, even when you're trying <laughs> to get out of that, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's for any purpose. And like where I am now, like looking at doing medical school and stuff like that, it, it's like, well, when, when we get there, it's going to be way better. And it's always that thing when we get there. Yeah. And I just try and be like, this is pretty cool right now. I've yeah, got like, like the fact so that many you people are, around me. Yeah. you're finally doing like what you've always wanted to do with your life. Not just that though. Like it's, that, that it, the funny thing is, is that like, right, let's put it on you. So you go to Japan in 2021 Right? Like, if you get that, is it going to be, like, goal achieved? No more goals. Oh, fuck no. There'll be another one. Exactly, yeah. there'll be another. There already is another one. That's, like, a yeah. fucking step. Yeah. You know? So they're just like the signposts. Yeah, yeah, you finishing your degree, that's yeah. not you done. No, I know not that. at all. And it's the people on the way to me that matter. But, man, it feels like the people are in the way sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I guess that's my challenge. Because sometimes it feels like... I could do this better if there weren't people around, but I need the people around. I love having my people around. Yeah, it's and as much as sometimes yeah. it does feel challenging to try and maintain these relationships and try and <laughs> give time to other people yeah. and accept that they're on a different schedule to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that you need that because mm. if you didn't have that, you wouldn't potentially achieve what you want to achieve. Mm. So it's, I guess, you know, you talk about finding balance. Mm. It's more about balancing how much time you give to others and how much time you give to yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's sort of where the goal is in terms of like, I don't know what you want to call it, like maybe emotional maturity or something. That's where I want to be. Someone that can, you know, say, Oh, I'm not going to train today or something like that. Still have my goals around that not be beholden to the schedule it's hard though fuck you love a good schedule though right so it is hard yeah the schedule makes me it runs it runs me i know having just completed the whole schedule for 2020 yeah yeah i actually saw i can <laughs> confirm yes it happened there's a big diary over there oh so good do you want a do you want a tangible um goal that i have though that's yeah, pretty crazy yeah yeah I want to, so I grew up in um, north of Boston in New Hampshire. Yeah. The Appalachian Trail is 2,156 miles. It goes from Georgia. What? Up the east coast of the United States to through New Hampshire where I grew up and always feels like home to like the top of a mountain in the middle of Maine. So this is the Appalachian Trail. It takes about five months to hike. Oh my God. I'm hiking it. I'm going to do it. Holy shit. Yeah. I fucking love that. (laughs) So I want to do that. Um, it's a long way. It's like 3000 kilometers. But yeah. Oh my God. So that's a long term goal. Like, you know, yeah. when I can get a year off or something like yeah. that. But, um, that would be incredible. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Just my to feet walk. Hurt just the thought of it. I know. What shoes would you even wear for that? Um, I don't know. They got pretty good shoes. Please don't though. say Reebok. No, no. <laughs> Maybe some, just, just my, hiking just boots. Cons. I don't know. Do you know what? It's probably one of those things where the more information you have, the more scary it's going to be. But that's my, that, that'd be my long, long-term goal. Yeah. Just from a point of view of like, we move so fast. Like I'm going to drive to work down the freeway at hundred Ks an hour and totally miss what's going on. You're walking at like three Ks an hour. Like you have time to reflect and see, you know, the mountains and stuff like that. And I don't get a lot of time to do that. So five months to do it. Fuck, that's epic. Ollie should definitely go with you and film that one. Yeah, we should bring him. We should totally bring him. Definitely bring him. Yeah. 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 So I'll keep you posted on that one. But um, yeah, I don't think Ollie's going to come. Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Dude, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. Have you got any parting words of wisdom? I mean, everything you've said has been pure gold, but anything you'd say to someone who's potentially trying to recover from something? Um, you know, if you're in that situation, just with my experience, um, there's people out there that can help, like, and there's people out there that can help in any area of your life. Um, what I would say is that anything you're going through, somebody's already gone through it. 
doesn't feel like it, but somebody's already gone through that. And it's really nice to be able to laugh at your own shitty thinking and realize it's, you're not your thinking. You're the idiot listening to your thinking. Fuck. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's my advice for what it's worth. That's fucking gold. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Definitely, guys, check out that video that we've literally talked about for an hour. Mm. Rebuilding Simon. <laughs> Rebuilding I think it's Simon. Yeah. Um, it's fucking amazing, Ollie. You did such a fantastic it's job. An incredible job, yeah. Um, and I definitely think you should join Simon for five months on his walk. Yeah, it could be five months. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to do a follow-up interview. Um, at some love point. To. Yeah, love to. Um, yeah, thank you so much. It's been it's been a true solid chat. It's been morning. awesome, yeah. It's been so awesome. Um, and I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud of you. Well, we've got to see what happens with this, uh, Japan thing. Japan, big walks. We've got this. You've got it. Like, uh, <laughs> we'll check in with you, but I think, uh, I think you'll be there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your nice. support. Um, thank you so much for listening guys. It was an emotional roller coaster, but, um, mm. yeah, really happy to have had it. Have a great weekend.